0: How many times have you seen God bring something wonderful out of something that had just completely fallen apart? Only God can do that. So we are in the midst of the Thanksgiving season. And because of that today, I want to speak to you about something that we ought to be thankful for. If you would, go ahead and run the video. Now that I have all of your valuable attention, because trust me, nobody likes texting and twittering and snap imaging as much as I do. I just want to take this opportunity to tell you how thankful I am for all of you. I'm thankful for this meal, because nobody makes green bean casserole like your mama. And I'm thankful for this family, watching you grow and follow your dreams. It's an honor to pray for each of you when I go to bed every night. And I'm thankful I can still chew my own food. (laughs) You go next. Huh? Go. Oh, okay. Uh, well, first of all, I'm not as thankful for the green bean casserole as this guy is, <laughs> but I am thankful. I'm thankful that God blessed me with the dad. Amen. So, in the midst of some challenging times and a season of uncertainty in our lives, there's still much to be thankful for. In a time that we didn't know what was happening, why it was happening, or what the outcome would be at the end, there's still much to be thankful for. In the midst of things that seem to have been taken from us that we took for granted, there's still much to be thankful for. So I want you, if you would, to just take a moment, turn around and look at the person that you're sitting next to. That's not me. (laughs) There you go. Look at the person you're sitting next to. Hold that pose for just a second and say this with me. I'm thankful for you. Amen. Say it. You might want to look at somebody in front of you or behind you and just say, I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful that you're here. I'm thankful that in the midst of uncertainty, you've chosen to hang on to God. I'm thankful that you've decided that you're not going to allow the devil to have your joy, but you're going to hold on to it and embrace it. Because if God be for us, who, my friend, can be against us? Thankful for. And that's the title of my message today, thankful for. There's so much that we need to be thankful for. When we think about this season and Thanksgiving and the story of the first Thanksgiving or what we know of the story of the first Thanksgiving, sometimes we even let those things slip away from us. You know, one thing that I've learned is if you don't remember how you got to where you're at, there's a good chance you're going to lose your way. You've got to remember how we got here. I thought about those Puritans that financed a journey, and they weren't the only ones on the journey, but they were the bulk of the people that were making the journey, financed the trip to find a place that they could come and worship freely, where people were not dictating to them how they were going to worship or who they were going to worship. And it was, you know, and they, they made this venture at threat of their own lives, of imprisonment. These people had been, we forget that part of the story. Before they left, they had been, some of these people had been in prison and their crime worshiping God. Man, it almost felt like that season for us, didn't it? When all of a sudden churches were being ordered to close. And I thought that I might become one of those statistics because I'm telling you, closing a church isn't in my vocabulary. I don't get it, I don't understand. We don't want anyone to be threatened. You understand, we want to safeguard everybody. But hear me, our biggest safety net is Jesus Christ. Amen, it's him. And- that we live and breathe and have our being. And so there's so much that they suffered that they were willing to endure. They started over, wound up in, it was supposed to be two ships coming wound up in one because the speed wells started leaking, taking on water. They're shoved up in a Mayflower in an inner deck they wanted to be on the deck where there was fresh air. One man ventured up there, was swept off the boat, and it was the grace of God that he grabbed hold of a rope before he hit those raging seas, and they were able to fish him back up. 66 days on an unrelenting ocean. Scurvy hit, vomiting in an inner deck where everybody was at. Think about it. How wonderful that smelt. You need a little bit more than a hang-up in a place like that. Is that what that's called? Hang up play. This is a good place for a stick-up. Stick-up. We've all got some hang ups, don't we? No. <laughs> so they 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 came on and then at the end of that journey, that first winter would reduce their numbers from 102 to 53 people. You know, the miracle of that next year was they all didn't jump on the boat and sail back home, that they didn't give up their dream, but they held on to it. And then at that harvest season, they had what we call the first Thanksgiving. Really, what they were celebrating is that they were alive, thankful, appreciation that God had kept them, and now that they had food, enough food to share, and they wouldn't suffer the way they'd suffered the previous year. Something you need to understand about suffering it passes. Sometimes you feel like this season will never pass, but it will pass. There are brighter days for you. The sun will shine again, and God is faithful through it all. Amen. So I thought about that Thanksgiving, and we're going to celebrate, and hopefully when we gather around our table, we're not going to have our cell phones. Matter of fact, why don't you put a centerpiece that says, no cell phones allowed. I know some, you know, think about this, man. I know this generation, wave, wave your hand if since you've been alive there have been cell phones. Wave your hand if, if you've always known a cell phone. Hold it up high. If you've always known, you may not have always had one, but hold your hand up if you've always known one. I'd like to you to travel back in time with me to a time of hard black phones that went Shh, Took you a day and a half to dial a number, man. Just, sh- <laughs> you, you could, I, I, I never dreamed about. You know, I, I remember being in town, man. We were married. I, I remember trying to find a payphone. You don't. Some of you don't even know what a payphone is. <laughs> Where's that place that's got that payphone? Quality, quality, quality. Drive over to Equality. Get a chunk of history, man. Just say, we got pictures of people turning into Superman in that pay. No, I'm kidding. The, 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 there's a payphone there. See, some of you don't even know what I just said. That just went right over your head. Payphone? Superman? What's that about? <laughs> Study. So, we, we don't understand how blessed we are that we survived without a phone. Couldn't, had, to, had to find a phone. Had to have some change in your pocket. Dial the number. Tell your wife I'm going to be late. You couldn't text her. I'll be home in 5. And if you didn't call her, you weren't going to survive. <laughs> I remember one time it was around Christmas time. I took off, you know, went shopping, lost track of time. It's snowing outside. I'm loving it. <laughs> I get home. She's been frantic, worried, why didn't you call me? Didn't have a quarter, (laughs) yeah. We need to take time to push aside all those distractions in our life and be thankful for each other, amen, and to be thankful for God. Now. Just for your information, that really wasn't the first Thanksgiving. As a matter of fact, if you go with me today to the book of Leviticus, the 22nd chapter, I want to talk to you about a Thanksgiving there. It says, and when you offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving to the Lord, offer it of your own free will. Everybody say, because I want to. Now, the offering, a sacrifice of thanksgiving was actually an animal that they killed and they were offering to God. But he said, do it because you want to. There were some sacrifices that were not, uh, he didn't have a choice. You know what I'm saying? It was the, the atonement sacrifice every year that had to be offered. But this was just to offer one if you want to. You know, in, Thanksgiving. in Trinidad, and I've shared this with you before, but in Trinidad, the concept of Thanksgiving, I was there in May, the first time I ever traveled in, and they came to me and they said, hey, we're going to go to a Thanksgiving service. And I'm thinking, I didn't know you guys knew the pilgrims, but your day's off. I mean, this is May, and they talked about a Thanksgiving service. And I'm thinking, well, I don't get this. I, I don't understand what's going on. And so we go to this house. And it's a, a, a big gathering, and there's food. Not, there wasn't any turkey. I'd uh, like to have had a little turkey. <laughs> no, kidding. But we had Shana Alu and shatine and, and doubles. and. <laughs> Don't even ask me what that is. But it was good. It was good. We're, we're there, and we're having this. And, and then I started understanding the meaning of the Thanksgiving service. The man got up. And he started thanking God for his new job. He started thanking God for God's favor over his life. And I found out... That they have a custom that when they've been blessed with something or, 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 or something has happened to them that they're, they're thankful for, they announce a Thanksgiving service and the whole neighborhood comes over, family comes over, friends come over, and they celebrate and they take time in the middle of that Thanksgiving service and they all get up and they all start thanking God for why they're having the service. Yeah. Ah, what an idea that maybe this Thursday, at some point between the turkey and the cranberry and the stuffing, we might ought to just stand up and thank God for all that he's done. <laughs> Take a moment to offer thanksgiving. Everybody say, I'm thankful. This was a sacrifice of thanksgiving. It was a law. It was in the law. And you had to do that. This was done voluntarily. This was only done if you wanted to. There's a man in the Old Testament that from all purposes looks like he belongs in the New Testament. Because his concept and his way of thinking surpasses the law the man's name is David David is called a man that's after God's own heart and when you start to study his life you get an inkling into why he's called that because David understands something about God that Moses didn't outline in the law Listen to what David says in Psalms 69, verses 30 and 31. David says, I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. This also, everybody say this also. Get this line. This also shall please the Lord better than an ox or a bull, which has horns and hooves. What's David saying? David's saying, I understand the law. I get about offering sacrifice, but I also understand God. And there's something I'd like you to get about God. And that God isn't looking on the outside of just what you're doing. He wants to see the inside of your heart, in love with him, alive with thanksgiving and praise and offering that to him. You know, the law is like anything else. Sometimes it just became a routine and a ritual. Sometimes it's that way for people that attend church. Sunday morning, time to go to church. Okay. Man, I'm telling you what, I hope pastor cuts it short today. I mean, that first service is the right idea, you know, an hour, and we're gone. But that's too early for me to get up and go in. I wish he would do that in second service. Keep wishing. Ain't happening. <laughs> what are you saying? I'm saying that sometimes it can all just become a routine. And David understood that. And David didn't want that. You know, God isn't looking at all the religious detail we do, He's looking at the relationship and your gratitude in your heart. How many of you have ever had a child? Don't call names. How many of you have ever had a child or ran into? Let me say it this way. How many of you know of a child? Because there never are a kid, right? How many of you know of a child that was spoiled rotten? I'd like to take care of it right now. Spoiled, rock. You ever go into a grocery store and all of a sudden you're in the grocery store and there's a little kid and he's, I want a candy bar. He goes, you can't have a candy bar. I want a candy bar. What, what really concerns me about this is the parents are looking at them like that's normal. They, I told you, you can't have a candy I want a candy bar. Parents just... I'm telling you, I almost bought a candy bar, shoved it in the kid's mouth, and said, here. Bless you. <laughs> Do you follow what i was saying? It's just thankful. I, our children, our grandchildren, when we traveled, we would buy gifts and bring to them from different places we'd been. And you can ask my wife, I wouldn't have done it if it hadn't been for the way they responded when we gave them the gift. If I'd given them a gift and they'd have said, ha! you ain't going to have to worry about getting another one. But we would give them a gift and these kids would, oh, Papa, thank you so much, Now, Thank you so much. It's so beautiful. It's, it's just, it's a t-shirt. But they were, they were celebrating it, and, they, and it wasn't a put on. They were sincerely thankful. And I'm telling you, when they responded that way, I'm bringing them a T-shirt from wherever place I go. They got T-shirts from Mexico, from Russia, from Honduras, from Guatemala, from Trinidad. They're going to have T-shirts from everywhere we've been. I may give them a T-shirt from Murfreesboro <laughs> because of that attitude. And you know what? God is the same way that when all of a sudden we start thanking him, we start loving him, we start blessing him, he goes, wow, man, them folks really do love me. I think I'm going to give them a t-shirt. No, (laughs) we get so much more from him, so much more from him. And it's all about an attitude of gratitude. Everybody say thankful for the word thanksgiving in Hebrew means, it, it, the, the Hebrew word for thanksgiving is tuda. And I, I, I talked about this in the early service. I said, I don't have proof, but I kind of think that's where that word tada comes from. Everybody try it with me. ta No, you, you, some of you just going tada. You ready? Ta-da! Get the arms involved, man. Just ta-da! It's kind of like, you know, if you go to somebody's birthday party and go, happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you. It's like, you feel like, really? Yeah. you got to have some expression. Happy birthday. Ta-da! Everybody say it, Thankful. Now, now, it, the word Thanksgiving, ta-da, this is what it means. It means an extension of the hand in adoration. People think, well, why do you raise your hands? I can't help it. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. That's what it means. Ta-da! It means that I am extending my hands in adoration. I, I am worshiping God. I'm thanking him. You tell me which one me- Come up here a minute, babe. You tell me which one would mean the most to you ladies. Your husband comes up and says, Really look nice today. Or he comes up and says, Oh, baby, you look good. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you. I hope you all got that, guys. (laughs) Everybody go, Ta da! when you're thankful when all of a sudden you begin to express your gratitude in a way that portrays that you really are thankful my mom made me apologize to my brother for jumping on me he said you better get your room clean i said why don't you shut up we were kids it's been a few years ago long time ago we were kids he said, he said, he just come off on me, You clean your room. <throat> I'm thinking, you ain't my mom. You ain't my dad. How many of you have ever had? You know what I'm talking about? And why so I told him, and Paul was having a bad day. And Paul jumped on me. Now, Paul was four years older than I was. And he was a lot bigger than I was. Man, I was, I, I, at that point, I wasn't that big. And, and I mean, I ain't huge now. But I wasn't that big. And Paul, Paul is, you know, hefty. He's, I mean, and Paul jumped on me. I'm telling you, it, I was fighting for my life, man. He just came unglued, grabbed of me. don't you tell me. And I, pow! And then he's, I'm thinking, and mom tells me, you apologize to your brother. I'm thinking he was trying to kill me. <laughs> and you want me to apologize to him. And then all of a sudden, so I, I went up and I, I'm sorry from my heart. How many of you have ever done that? You know what I'm talking about? I'm sorry. or right, I'm sorry. No, you're not. You just said you were. So I looked at Paul, and I was trying to really give it a sincere effort. I said, I'm sorry, Paul. He said, just forget it. I'd be glad to. There's no ta-da there. How many times, let me, before we go there, let me read this next scripture to you. Psalms 100 and verse 4. This is David. Enter into his gates with complaining. No. What's it say? Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. But let me ask a question. I'm not picking. I'm just making an observation. How many of us. When we enter into his gates, come in with thanksgiving. Most of the time we're coming to God, we got a complaint. We got, we, we've got a, a request, we've got a need, and we're coming to God. God, I need you to do this. God, I need you to do this. I'm telling you, there have been periods throughout my life that I felt checked by the Spirit, and I started to pray, and I just stopped. And I said, God, I'm not going to ask you for anything today. I just want to take some time and thank you. I just want to let you know how much I love you, how much I praise you. It's not that God doesn't want to hear our complaints. It's not that He doesn't want to hear our requests. It's just that He doesn't want that to be the first thing out of our mouth Uh, every time we go to him uh, enter if you're going to enter you enter with thanksgiving ta-da I mean think about it when when do you get up and you begin to get up and meet God and you start in with a list it's like you know instead of waking up and saying good morning Lord I love you man thank you for this day thank you for all you've done Give God a ta-da. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and to his courts with your laundry list. Into his courts with praise. Do you ever have somebody in your life that really just rubbed you the wrong way? And you started praying, God, change them. And then all of a sudden God whispered and said, I sent them in your life to change you. We think that every time there's opposition, every time there's something that we don't like, that well, this can't be the will of God. How many of you know how a diamond is formed? I, I know, I watch Superman. <laughs> how many of you are old enough? Well, never mind. You remember the, You remember the episode where Superman grabbed a lump of coal, and he went like that. And when he brushed away, he had a diamond in his hand. I was trying to get Debbie the biggest rock I could find. <laughs> Wasn't happening? Not enough pressure. You say, what are you getting at? Look, when pressure comes into your life, God's not bringing that there to destroy you. He's doing it to make you shine. He's doing it to give you a ta-da moment to cause you to be able to reflect and look back and say, you know what? God's been good to me. Man, God has been so good to me. Sometimes we forget to be thankful. When I was doing uh, mission trips to Mexico, we would take people in there. And I'll never forget, at the end of the trip, we would ask them, we would have a night where we would bring them up and say, tell what this trip meant to you. What did you get from this trip? And people, without fail, would get up and say, you know, I came on this trip thinking that I was really going to help people and be a blessing. He said, but I left here being blessed. I left here with my heart being transformed because when all of a sudden you see people that are living in a stick hut, sleeping on dirt, and there's a big smile on their face, and they're in a service with their hands raised, giving thanksgiving to God, it does something to you. Uh, All of a sudden, the color of your carpet's not that important. Important. Everything that's wrong in your house isn't that important anymore. You're just thankful you got plumbing in your house. And now we we it, it's one of those ta-da moments. It makes you thankful. Everybody say thankful. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him. Everybody say thankful. And bless his name. That word thankful there in Hebrew is yada. Have you ever heard that term before? Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Isn't that something? Because I, I just happened to think about it and I thought, wow. Thankful, thankful, thankful. <laughs> Not really, huh? Saying the word doesn't make it real in your heart. You can talk about how much you love Jesus, but can I tell you, my wife knows I love her because of my actions. If I don't let her know that, don't look at me like that. You know I love you. No. <laughs> Every once in a while, they need to be reminded, right? You know, I heard about a guy that got, was getting married, and he told his wife, he said, I told her I loved her the day I married her. If I change my mind, I'll let her know. Ain't going to fly. You need to hear it. Everybody say, hear it. Well, why do you think you need that? You're made in the image of God. God wants to hear from you. He wants you to let him know how much you love him, how thankful you are. Everybody say, yada. The word thankful means an open hand that gives power, means, and direction. Do you understand that there is something when, think about it this way, that when we open our hands and our hearts, to God in thanksgiving and praise, there's something very powerful about that. You know what? The devil doesn't care about you complaining to God. What he gets concerned about is when you begin to worship God when you begin to praise God and thank God because he knows that's going to engage the power of heaven. The Bible said that he inhabits the praise of his people. What's that mean? It means he lives in it. He dwells in it. To, can, can I borrow you? Yeah. Have you been up here once already? Oh, go, go ahead and come up. Come up. Not in this service, right? She has. Well, come back up. I need you again. You don't know, man, these two services are really confusing me. So, the, the word inhabits to. Here, let's go over here real quick. Come here. The word inhabits. Good night. It means to set down in. To. To dwell in it means to marry. Do you understand that that's the relationship that God wants with us? That He's saying thank you. He's saying that when you, (laughs) He's saying that when you praise Him, and you worship Him, and you love Him, that it draws Him to you. You're all dismissed. (laughs) Okay. Okay. It, it, it brings God into where you're at. If you want God involved in your situation, don't complain to him. Start thanking him. Start praising him. And the next thing you know, he's going to, I can't help myself. He's stepping right down into the middle of our situation and surrounding himself with our praise. Everybody say thankful. Something powerful about being thankful. If you don't believe it, ask Jonah. How many of you remember Jonah? Let me give you the Reader's Digest edition. God speaks to Jonah and says, Go preach to Nineveh and tell them to repent that if they don't in 40 days, I'm going to kill them all. Jonah said, Really? (laughs) All right, ta da! (laughs) He doesn't want them saved. Nineveh had been masters of torture and torment to Israel. I mean, study the history of it. They they were horrible. They they had taken lives and, I mean, just had done horrendous things to that nation. So when Jonah finds out that God's fed up with them, and in 40 days he's going to destroy them if they don't repent, he thinks, all i got to do is get away from God for 40 days And they're toast. Good luck with that. You ever try and outrun God? Oh, yes, some of us have, haven't we? You can't run fast enough to outrun God. And your arms are too short to box with God. So you might as well just say, hey, ta-da, here I am, God, and I'm thankful for what you do, and I'm thankful for all that you are. But Jonah doesn't do it, and Jonah's a prophet of God. Instead, Jonah heads the other direction. He gets on a ship. He takes off like God didn't know where he was at. God sends a storm. Storm is flipping that ship all over the ocean. Everybody's up praying to their God, and Jonah's down there camping out. They come down. What's wrong with you, man? Jonah knew exactly what was going on. How come you're not calling out to your God? And he's thinking it's because my God's the one that sent this thing, (laughs) man. And he finally says, if you throw me off, this storm will stop. They don't want to throw him overboard. I mean, who wants to throw a man off of a ship into a raging sea? So they try and fight against the storm. And it keeps raging. And, man, it gets worse. The waves are coming. Up. So they go grab Jonah. <laughs> Bye. And they toss him out. Let me tell you that all the trouble and all the adversity and all the circumstances in your life that you don't understand were never sent by God to destroy you. And even those that weren't sent by God at all can still be used by God to bring you to a place with him of power. Everybody say power. They throw him off that ship. A whale swallows him up. I want you to listen to Jonah's prayer. This is in the second chapter of Jonah. I'm reading from the message. Then Jonah prayed to his God from the belly of the fish. I said, I've been thrown away, thrown out of your sight. I'll never lay eyes on your holy temple. The ocean gripped me by the throat The ancient abyss grabbed me and held me tight. My head was all tangled in seaweed. Jonah is in the belly of a whale with seaweed wrapped around his head. That thing is taking him lower and lower into the ocean's depths. And he thinks, man, it's all gone. Watch what he does but I'm worshiping you, God. (laughs) Oh, you didn't get that. How many times do we find ourselves overwhelmed by a situation and instead of worshiping God, we start complaining to God, we start crying out to God, but Jonah knew exactly why he was there and he knew the only way out uh, was to begin to worship, uh, was to begin to thank him, uh, was to begin to praise him. Uh, And so in the middle of that beast with seaweed wrapped around his head, he said, I'm worshiping you, God, calling out in thanksgiving uh, and I'll do what I promised. I would do. Salvation belongs to God. Then God spoke to the fish and it vomited up Jonah on the seashore. How many of you have ever been glad for an upset stomach? (laughs) Jonah gets all over the seashore. He gets up and he heads to Nineveh. Guess what happens when he starts preaching? They repent. My feeling is We would probably repent too if we saw some guy that was bleached out from the stomach of a whale for three days and three nights camped out there, and he came up to you and said, man, God told me to tell you to repent right now. (laughs) Jonah had his ta-da moment. How many of you have ever had yours? Wrestling with things that you didn't understand, Struggling with situations. I'm telling you, this whole year has been a ta-da moment. What do you mean a ta-da? Because of what was sent our way, what we found ourselves facing all the stuff that was coming down the pike that we were being told but yet in the midst of that we started thanking God we started praising God we went on out on the parking lot and ta-da 17 people were baptized ta-da lives started being changed ta-da finances were being lifted up ta-da God is still God and if God is for you who my friend can be against you so this Thursday at our table there's going to be a ta-da moment uh, when all of a sudden we begin to raise our hands uh, and worship and thank God for what he's done everybody say just thank him let me end with Philippians 4 and 6 Paul speaking don't worry about anything instead pray about everything tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Thank him. What do you say we just practice that a little bit? Thank you, Lord. Why don't you think of some, I I mean, I know that there's all sorts of things that we thank God on a regular basis for our family and stuff like that. But when's the last time you thanked him for things that you forgot to thank him for? This weekend's been deer season. I spent a couple of days in the woods. Got in around 5.30, still dark, sitting by a tree in the darkness. Then something unusual happened. The dark trees started to take shape. And became silhouettes against a backdrop of sky. Tada. And I thanked him for a beautiful world that he's made. For what we take for granted so often. I repent it before him and ask him to forgive us for what we've done to this world. And to help us come back and right standing with him to moments that remind us that not only does he love us, he spoils us. He could have made this world anyway. It could have been bland. It could have been mundane. When's the last time you took time to notice a rainbow that wasn't painted on some protest sign walking down the street? I said it last week, and I'm going to say it this week. The rainbow still belongs to God. ta I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful to know that there's a God that even after judgment comes, there's mercy and grace shown. Thankful. So what I'd like you to do is this week, can I give you an assignment just to take a pen and paper? Maybe, you know, Joyce does our birthday cards and all that, and we've got some thank you cards someplace. Maybe you could just pick up one of those thank you cards and write a thank you note to someone special. Go ahead, guys. Let me have some sound. I just wanted to stop everything and take the time today to let you know how very thankful I am that you've been there for me. I want to say thanks for never giving up on me. Thank you for providing meals for us after Blake's surgery. Thanks for making sure I always had a ride to chemo. And thank you for helping me through this difficult season in my life, God. Thank you, God, for teaching me to be a strong single dad. Dear God. Thank you so much for giving me this new job. I love it. Thanks for sending Jeff to take my shift last week so I could be with my family. For keeping me company on the first day of school. Thank you, God, for helping us get that bill paid. Thank you, God, for the clothes on my back. For giving me the courage to speak the truth. Thank you for forgiving me. For making my day better. For giving my life a melody. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for every single day. And one final thing, God, thank you for always loving me, no matter what. Everybody say it, thank you, God. Thank you, God, that there was only one screen that was black. Thank you, God. I wonder when's the last time that you really told someone how much they meant to you? Thank them for what they've done for you and how they've impacted your life and made a difference for you. We all like to be appreciated, don't we? And then sometimes when it comes to God, we thank him for the big things, but we forget to thank him for the other things. Thank you, God, that we're still here. Thank you that the church is still open, that we're able to come every Sunday and worship you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, that there are people that still care, that even when things spin out of control, that there are those that still trust you and they're able to point a direction to others and let them know that you're alive Thank you God. Thank you, God, for this church family, that it's more than just a group of people that have come together. But we're friends, and we are family. Thank you, God, for that. Thank you, Father, that I can't speak for you, but I can speak for me. Thank you, Lord, that eight years ago you brought me here, and you asked me to do something I didn't think I ever wanted to do. Thank you for getting me in a headlock (laughs) and refusing to let go until I said, I surrender. Thank Thank you, because they've been eight wonderful years. Thank you. Thank you that this is more than a congregation. This is family. That somehow you did something that defies logic and you knit us at the heart. People that were strangers to me have now become so special to me. Thank you, God, for that. Thank you that we're not alone that there are people around us that love us and care about us. Thank you for that. Thank you, God, that the best is still yet to come. Would you stand with me? I was talking to a minister preacher on the uh, phone the other, last night actually, up in Chicago we were talking about everything that was going on and I told him I said you know what I said I remember when we first went into the parking lot and the first message I preached I believe it was the first message I preached was called this changes everything (laughs) thank you for that God I can't believe you're thanking God for that I'm thanking God because the church is waking up. I'm thanking God because we're no longer taking church for granted. I'm thanking God that because our relationship has become closer and tighter and means more to us, I'm thanking God that we're just not going through the motion of having church. But each time we come into this building, we recognize how wonderful and how special and how precious that is. Thank you, God. I thank you, God, that this Thursday I'm going to be joining family all around the world. Don't tell anybody. I thank you that hearts and lives are coming together, focusing on you, and saying, To you alone belongs the glory, the honor, and the power. In forever, Jesus' name, forever. Amen. Come on, stretch forever. those hands to heaven. They're going to say, "Holy, sing You're the Lamb who is worthy." I'm thankful for I'm thankful that no matter what time of day or night it is no matter what's going on who's there or who's not there we can reach up a hand and get heaven's attention by saying ta-da Lord I come to you thankful for everything you've done David understood that in the 51st chapter of psalm he's writing another something else he failed god and he's beginning to reach out to god and he's saying lord come heal these bones that you've broken he said don't take away the joy of my salvation restore that to me he said if all you wanted with sacrifice and burnt offering. He's talking to us. If that's all he wanted, I'd give that to him. But I know God better than that. He's not just after a routine or a ritual. He's looking for some people that'll raise their hands and scream, ta I love you. I, I praise you. I, I worship you. Hallelujah. Yeah. So Father, we love you today. We bless your name. We thank you for everything God, we thank you for our friends, for our family. We thank you, God, that you've kept us, Lord, and you're blessing us. God, you're going to use us in ways we never dreamed possible. So today, we extend an open hand of thankfulness, and we ask you to become all in all to us. Help me to always remember that you are the source. Of all that I need, all my heart's desire, and all my dreams come true in Jesus' name. Come on and give me a hand clap of praise. Sing it one more time with me. You're amazing,
1: faithful,
0: love's open door. and make his face smile upon you. May you find that his hand is sufficient, that his spirit is willing even when our flesh is weak, and that he's more than enough to accomplish what he desires in our life. We love you guys. Have a great Thanksgiving. Everyone watching online, we love you. Have a great Thanksgiving. We'll see you next week.